0: yeah
1: it's josh williams here and welcome to another episode of the one man podcast episode number 23 to be exact for wednesday october 18th 2017 welcome new listeners and welcome back established listeners uh, this week's episode, I'm going to be talking a lot about movies, lots of, lots of movies to talk about. I uh, will talk very briefly about how much I dislike my job. <laughs> and, uh, of course I'll read your emails and, uh, have some words from our sponsors. So it's going to be a fun little episode guys. I really don't want to, to dwell very long on it, but I just want to say that I am still working my new job at the source and, um myself and of course my my other josh my buddy who uh, was featured in the last episode we were talking about movies um yeah we are weathering a storm of all sorts of stuff now listen i i get that a lot of people don't like their jobs and i'm not a special case by any means whatsoever i'm not trying to make it that um in fact if anybody wants to write in about how shitty their job is hey you know i love to read your emails but uh just today so last week was uh was, you know, kind of what I expected. It was more more learning, lots of old people looking for stuff I work in a, you know, a store full of, you know, goofy random stuff, wires and batteries and all sorts of stuff, and let me tell you, old people a plenty. So not I'm not going to go into that much. I've already gone at it at lengths. Um, well, today uh was a new threshold. It's now 9 something o'clock on Tuesday. Holy fuck, it's 9:36. uh It's late on Tuesday night. I like to have this for you guys Wednesday morning. Um, I went in today for a long shift, and we had like four new people today. Four people I'd never met before. All of them training. None of them knowing what's going on. Myself and Josh are very new to the company. Uh, Josh is the store manager, and I've got four brand new people looking at me going, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. We have a a blind leading the blind. It is a three. And we all speak different languages, too. So, I mean, it's a sitcom right now in my store because nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows where anything is. Nobody can communicate with each other. There's fucking age gaps. There's there's language barriers. I feel like. Oh, God, I feel like it's a fucking reality TV show right now like almost like like you know people just want to hate each other like i see people getting mad you know uh, employees are getting mad at customers english is getting mad at french you know old is getting mad at young and it's funny too because like i look at the battery situation that is the thing that stands out the most to me and you know is is the fact that that old people come in for their batteries you know and they get all mad about all the other gadgets like oh do you realize that like your your battery was the new scary witchcraft when you were young? You know what I mean. Like imagine that—the idea that you could walk around with something that had power. You know, people are like, "Oh, it's witchcraft!" As they walk around with their matches and stuff. Like I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that's portable that doesn't use power. You know, some guy pulls out a calculator. Of course, they were. I think they were solar powered. Maybe probably not initially, right? Some guys like it doesn't need batteries. <laughs> So, God. Hey, it's solar power. What does that mean? <laughs> You're getting power from outer space. Ugh. Anyways, it's a fucking shit show and it's exhausting. It's exhausting because the, the only way that you can make money where I'm working right now is to, uh, is to make a little bit of commission, you know, sell products. Unfortunately, right now what's happening is you start talking to one person and then, you know, four other people need you. You know, you get pulled in a bunch of different direction, and the, direction, sorry. And the, the customer you're helping gets sick of it and goes, uh, you know, I gotta go. I got, uh, you know, I got probably got like four, four to five days left to live and I can't spend half an hour here waiting for you to tell this other guy what a USB cable is or whatever. Ugh. I, I, this really does feel like it's challenge on a reality TV show. You got to live a day in a store where nobody knows what anything is. How do you, how do these young people not know what this technology is? And I'm going to, uh, now I'm sounding like an old guy. Someone out there is going to be like, he's being ageist. Yeah. I, I, for what it's worth, I'm not just hating on old people or young people. I really don't like anybody. If that means anything to you. I had, I I actually had a, a guy on the phone today. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing. Just thinking about it because it's probably the most. Like it, 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 wasn't unprofessional. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, I had a guy on the phone I'm wiped too. So I'm like kind of deliriously laughing at myself, but I had a guy on the phone today calling in because he ordered the wrong thing online and then he wanted to bring it into my store to exchange it. And so I asked my boss, I'm like, do we do that? Can you bring it back to the store if you ordered online? And then he goes, well, what's, what's wrong with it? I go, I don't know. I think he said it was the wrong, he, he ordered the wrong thing. And he goes, well, did he, did he get the wrong thing that he there or he ordered it? So I get back on the phone with the guy and I go, so man, uh, sorry, just, I apologize. Did you order the wrong thing or is it just not what you expected? Like, cause apparently that makes a big fucking difference to my boss, Josh, you fucking asshole if you're listening. But anyways, I end up back on the phone with the guy and he goes, uh, well, I just, you know, it, it's, it's for my phone and it's a pass through. It's for my cordless phone. Our cordless phones are all $25 or under, by the way. That's just how much that technology I actually have sold two disc Uh, since my time there, that is the kind of technology people are looking for. I I really expect to find typewriter ribbon on one of the fucking hooks in this place. I had a guy, no, uh, no word of a guy come in today asking to buy a fuse for a VCR. (laughs) Okay. I gotta, I gotta kill myself. So anyways, this guy calls and asks if he can bring back the thing he bought online. And I said, uh, you know what? I want to make sure we have it for you. And we're in, we're in plaster leans here. And he goes, uh, whereabouts in the mall are you? I go, buddy, I get to I, I said, I have to tell you the truth, sir. I don't, uh, I, I don't really know. I mean, I parked by a farm boy, you know, there's a good life at the entrance that I parked in and that's the closest one to our store. You know, as he goes, is that by the, uh, the barber shop? And I go, I, I said, I, it's my first, you know, I'm really brand new to this mall. I don't know where anything is. You know what I mean? I'm very sorry, but that's where I parked. He goes, oh, okay. Is that, well, what about, is it, you know, if it's near the the, some other store, you know, the cinema and whatever I go, dude, you can keep naming stores. I'm not, you know, I don't know. I go, I'm looking across the hall at a showcase. Do you know what I mean? Like that was the most unprofessional thing I've said so far to a customer, you know, are you by this? Are you by, I, I'm dude. I have told you, I don't know where anything is. I'm new to this mall. You know, I, I just named the two things that I parked near to the closest door. You know, I, he had named like four or five different places. You know, and I said, buddy, you can just keep naming stores if you want, but it's not getting us any closer. So, I said, I'm by that entrance. You know, you're more than welcome to Google it or or whatever. So I'm just like, and again, at the end of the day, like, I, I I'm shit. I'm not shit for customer service. I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm upset. That's that's the idea. Is there's nobody who can train anybody. Every day we get more fucking new people. Poor Josh is drowning in new motherfuckers, and. Uh, and this is where it's all going to end. I'm going to I'm going to end up blowing up the store, burning the fucker down. Anyways, I'm not going to keep going off it. I think that uh unless I've got something real funny to tell you guys about this thing, uh I won't really bring it up, but it's sucking the will to live right out of me. Um yeah. How about that, right? Which is why I look forward to the fun things that I do in my off time. Um if you guys want to talk about what you got what just funny stories from jobs you hate, or even past jobs you've had that you hated. Cause I think unless it turns around a little bit at this, uh, at this place, um, you know, it just might not be for me. Might have to find myself another day job, you know, with just a, a little less. I think if I was making good money, I could suck it up. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I've talked recently about doing the PlayStation VR stuff. You know, I like doing the hosting for the the Cineplex stuff. The money's fucking outstanding for me. Really just doing what I'm doing here, which is running my mouth. But, uh, but this mop and price tags and yeah, phone cards, oh, I'm like, we well, would choke you with because I'll fucking choke you with it. Take it out of the package. I will choke you. You can die with the technology that you're familiar with. I had a guy come in today dressed like a fucking cowboy, long trench coat duster that matched the cowboy hat he was wearing. It's Ontario, everybody. It's cold and it's Ontario. We don't have cowboys here. Uh, I, I, I need to take pictures of this stuff. Anyways, moving along, getting right past out of this stuff. I, I, I had, a I had a, a fun week outside of that. Um, Crystal and I, uh, just jumping into the fun part of this episode. I think I, I really, um, I'm, I'm kind of maybe not necessarily low energy, but I am running on fumes right now. Um, listen, uh, had an opportunity to uh, watch a direct to DVD movie of one of my favorite scary movie franchises. And that is the, uh, the child's play one, which halfway through changed their name. And now they're just something of Chucky. You know what I mean? We have, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys like that stuff. I, I used to be so scared of horror movies. Why don't we just go into it in that direction? Um, something I don't know if I've shared with you guys, but the lady and I are big fans of horror movies. That's kind of our thing we love to go to the movies. I, I talk about shit all the time, but we really, really like to go to the scary stuff. That's kind of, uh, our, our thing. We like to watch horror movies on Netflix or on, you know, whatever streaming services we can, which again, all over the map right now, I I'm thinking the back of my head right now, the whole thing is just edit out that me, me and ming but I want to just give you guys a little taste of what's going on with me mentally. I'm all over the map, but, um, shutter, is like a Netflix service that's like all about scary movies and like B horror movies and all sorts of other kind of random horror movies. Um, so I would just ask if anyone out there has shutter has subscribed to it, I would love to get a little bit of feedback on that. And, uh, for anyone who's never heard of it, if you are a fan of horror movies, there's a, a streaming service out there kind of like Netflix, but just purely for horror movies called shutter. So I think I'm going to look into that this month. Maybe that will be a project that I put down, uh, on my to do's this week, but, uh, shutters out there anyways, Going back to, uh, to lady and I, we, we are big fans of horror movies. We like watching. That's what we kind of fall asleep to when we're getting together, together on the weekends. When we kind of, we like to go out and see in the theaters when there's a new horror movie, we both get excited. So, um, I remember when I was a kid, I never used to watch scary movies. I don't know if any of you guys have, uh, you know, are fans of scary movies. I have I've met, you know, a lot of people who are just like, no, I never watch scary movies. I get way to them. I am a huge pussy I'm high strung, my anxiety which is affecting me um now in the sense that I'm all over the map and I can't focus kind of thing. Um I, it makes me so fucking high strung. Like I get into movies and uh I often when I'm sitting with Crystal in the theater I'll have my hand uh <laughs> On, on her lap. It's not on her lap. I'm holding like one of her legs. I have my, my hand between her legs, holding her thigh. That's just sort of cuddly kind of thing. But when something fucking pops out in the horror movies, I jump and my fucking hand squeeze. I've hurt her so many times in horror movies, just sort of cuddly. And then something pops out when you didn't expect it. And I fucking claw, just, you know, vice grip my hand down just out of the tension reaction. And usually scared to be like, Jesus Christ, motherfucker. Like I, I, I swear and jump in my seats. But anyways, (laughs) I, uh, when I was young, never watched horror movies, they were too scary. And I don't know if this is, here's, here's, uh, um, a time sort of dating myself is I remember when I was a kid, I used to go to the horror movie section in video stores back when there was video stores and I used to look at the covers of, of, you know, the VHS tapes Right. Cause on the back, you'd flip them like this. The covers were scary art and you'd flip them over the back and there'd usually be like one picture of the creature. And then maybe some other scene, right? They had those two little pictures, like, te- like those two pictures are going to show you what the movie's all about. Right. But I remember being a kid, I would look at those, flip them over and look at the back and scare the shit out of myself. Right. I'd have nightmares. My imagination would go crazy. One of the movies that I used to do that with was child's play. Right. I'd see this fucking killer doll and I'd flip the box and I'd look at these pictures of him creeping around with a knife, whatever. And I would have fucking nightmares that a killer doll was going to get, going to going to get me. Um, I also had a cousin who was a huge horror movie fan. And I think that may have been where my fascination wandering into that section was, was that um, my cousin used to be a huge horror movie fan. And every now and again, he would call me into the room when he was watching one and be like, Hey, Josh, look at this. I'd be like, okay, come over, you know, little kid. And then he push play and it's a fucking creature killing somebody or whatever it used to scare the shit out of me. So I was fascinated by them, but also horrified. And I remember uh, when I was growing up, we weren't allowed, my brother and I weren't allowed to watch anything super scary or whatever, because we would, we would have nightmares, keep my poor single mother mom up. You know, at night with nightmares and shit like that while she was trying to get stuff done. So it was like, you know what? No horror movies, this and that. I remember we weren't able to watch uh, silence of the lambs when it came out. I don't remember how old I would have been when that came out, but it it was one of those movies. that was so, you know, big deal. It went to TV very quick Uh, for a lot of people. There's no streaming service back then. So. You know, typically when a movie came out, it wasn't on TV for a long time afterwards. It had to lose its popularity and sales and things like that before they put it on TV. Now, you know, something new, Disney comes out, it's on Netflix two months after it's on DVD, if if even that long at all. So I remember it was on TV and it was this big deal. My mom was watching it and we weren't allowed to watch it because it was scary. And of course, anyone who's seen Silence of the Lambs, you know, Hannibal Lecter, one of the most iconic, you know, horror thriller kind of characters now. Um, I remember we weren't allowed to watch it our my forte into horror movies. um, It sort of started with the X files. So again, I hope any of this is entertaining to you guys, but it's fucking the Halloween month. I'm, I'm giving you the little background story on my interest in, in horror and scary stuff. So the X files came out as a show and we watched it together. My mom, my brother and I, and it started off with, you know, just sort of spooky little, you know, tales or whatever. I think, uh, I think after a few seasons of sort ta- of, of sorry, the X-Files, um, i just said a word of something I'm going to bring up in a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, we watched the X-Files together and after a few seasons, like the, some of the premises that they had in that show were a little fucked up. And, you know, I think it wasn't too long after that where it was like, okay, well we watched the X-Files and there's creatures and horror things and that. So I think my mom was willing to let us like check out a couple movies here, you know, okay, rent this, rent that. And we started watching horror movies and uh, it was really cool because I was starting to see some of these movies that I'd watched, you know, like I had gotten nightmares just from looking at the covers of when I was a kid. And, um, and it was really, uh, it was really cool to see how kind of not scary they were. Um, You know, I just talked a few episodes back about seeing it. Well, I remember when it was a miniseries on TV, that was one of those things we weren't allowed to watch because, you know, it was too scary back then. Um, but have since watched and it was freaky, but you know, definitely way more tame. I think that's the thing that your imagination is anybody out there who like, you know, has, has doesn't watch scary movies. Cause they're too afraid. Your imagination gets you way worse. You know, when I was a kid, I used to get so fucking scared of just the, the pictures that I'd seen on covers and stuff. You know, Chucky was one of the ones that scared me the, the most that's sort of trying to loop all this back around to Chucky was that, you know, I remember watching the child's play movies and they were funny. Like Chucky was a serial killer who, who moved his body, you know, his soul into a doll and, uh, and was funny. He used to say the funniest shit before he killed somebody. He had a fucking, a very go fuck yourself attitude. Um, so I remember I seen those movies and just laughing at some of the stuff he said. And of course it's very hard to laugh at something that's, you know, scares you. So if you're scared, or sorry, it's, it's hard for something to scare you if you find it funny. So, um, Anyways, needless to say, started absorbing horror stuff after that. I mean, Tales from the Crypt was, uh, was what I was going to say before. That was an amazing show on HBO and it was scary, but it had such cool, um, c- cool stories. The thing about Tales from the Crypt was the bad guy always got heads. It was to be these stories of somebody screws somebody else over for this. And then in the end, it always comes back around, which uh, side note, I heard Tales from the Crypt is actually coming back. Um, they're working on it to bring it back, but, uh, M night Shyamalan is a big part of it. So that's kind of a big kick in the nuts, but anyways, all this guys, all over the fucking mapping to say that, um, I, I really like this time of month. Cause I do try to absorb as much sort of horror movie stuff as possible. Um, and I was recently talking about, uh, Friday the 13th, you know, playing the video game. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, The other day I was with Crystal and we were sort of looking at uh, all the Friday the 13th movies on iTunes and just trying to see maybe which one do you want to see because they're usually standalone. So I think this month I might go on a bit of a Friday the 13th movie tear. We watched the first one. But there's so many. Um, I kind of want to check them out. I'm uh, I'm really spending a lot of my spare time playing that Friday the Thirteenth game, and it's it's based on the movies. And and you know there's different Jasons that you can be that are all from based on which you know movie you're watching. You know, Jason Takes Manhattan, the Final Nightmare, or whatever the fuck, all that shit. So, um, one of the things that we watched going back to it is uh is Cult of Chucky. So Chucky was Child's Play one, two, and three, and then Chucky, you know, he decided it was time to settle down. So he uh, it was Bride of Chucky was the one where it changed the names of Bride of Chucky, then uh, Seed of Chucky, then Curse of Chucky, and now Cult of Chucky. So um, watched Cult of Chucky with Crystal. Um, for anyone who's not a, a, you know familiar with the story of Chucky, Chucky is a serial killer, puts his soul into a doll, and in the first few movies, his goal is to get his soul out of the doll and into the first person that he told a secret to, which is Andy Barkley. Andy was in the first three movies. And, um, and then once, uh, once they start with the child's play titles and went to the bride thing, it was just, you know, Chucky and and his bride trying to get out of the bodies or whatever. And the movie franchise has sort of gone off uh, a different direction since then. It's always the same guy who does the voice of Chucky. So they really haven't lost, um, you know, they haven't lost a feel of what it is they're trying to do by changing directors and changing writers. The guy who was involved in it right from the beginning, Don Mancini is still very heavily involved in them. So the story does have a very linear feel. Um, but, uh, you know, Chucky tries to get married, then Chucky gets uh, his bride pregnant and they have a baby in the next one. And that's a a whole thing. And then uh, cult of, sorry, curse of Chucky they try to go back a little more back to basics by, by, you know, just having sort of, it's just Chucky in a house going after people. And the newest one cult of Chucky, actually, the reason I went back to the beginning is that it actually reintroduces Andy from the, uh, original few movies. Um, and Andy is played by the same character or same actor who played him in the, uh, in the originals, uh, Alex Vincent. So, um, Needless to say, it's a fun, like the Chucky movies really have embraced the fact that they're more funny than scary. Um, and it's, you know, some good humor in them. It's an interesting twist. They go in a bit of a new direction with this most recent one. It's on Netflix right now. So, um, if you've enjoyed the other ones, or if you're looking for just something sort of like, it's not really scary, you know, it's interesting. There's some laughs. It's kind of a nod back to some, some horror stuff from, from, you know, when a lot of us were kids. Um, so check that out. Uh, curse of Chucky. I don't really want to spoil anything, but, uh, it's definitely a, a cool, a cool new concept on the whole, uh, child's play movies. So they go in a bit of a new direction in, uh, in this one and it's very interesting and it was definitely fun. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was the, one of the ones that we watched last week. Again, a very long roundabout thing for the horror movies. Um, It was Friday the 13th on Friday. So Crystal and I went to go see a movie that released called happy death day. And this one, I can talk a little bit more, I guess, intelligently on, because it's not the end of a big, long, uh, series that I'm trying to somehow tie into a bow, um, while exhausted and and desperately seeking sleep. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I, uh, if anyone has seen a trailer for that, basically happy death day looks like a mix between uh, final destination and groundhog day. So for in, in, in final destination and all those movies, if you guys watch those ones, um, it's basically somebody at some point has a vision of things that are going to happen where a bunch of people die. And what happens is they wake up and realize, you know, oh my God, this is, this is about to happen. This horrible thing that I just saw all of, you know, and then they save people, uh, from this happening. But then what happens, death decides, oh, well, we got to kill you. know, you were supposed to die, you avoided it, but now you gotta, you gotta die for sure. And then, then they go about their lives and then they slowly get picked off. Right. Um, and groundhog day is a Bill Murray comedy where he lives the same day over and over and over again, which I have not seen. Um, but you know, he keeps living the day over and over again. I don't know if there's some sort of goal he's supposed to accomplish, but, um, what is it? Uh, you know, he keeps living the same day over and over again. Anyways, um, happy death day. Is kind of like a take of final destination where she lives a day, sees what's going to happen to her. And then, you know, she gets killed at the end of the day and then wakes up and it's the morning again. So she keeps unlike final destination where you have a vision, see something happen, then you just avoid it. And then it keeps coming after you is that this day she keeps living over and over again. But every time she lives this day, some masked person kills her. And so she avoids them, you know the next opportunity, she avoids what happened there. And then that person still finds her and kills her somehow. So it's like round groundhog's day. And the idea it's rep- rep- it's the rep- repetition of the same day, but she's basically, her job is to find out who's trying to kill her, you know, and she keeps dying in different ways. It's actually, um, got a few decent jump scares. And at the same time, it's, um, it's funny. You know, I, I actually, we really enjoyed it. It's, um, it's a little predictable. The title's so stupid, happy, like it's her birthday. So instead of happy birthday, it's happy death day. It's a really stupid title. Uh, we were watching the trailer when we first saw it in theaters and we're like, oh, this looks okay. Yeah. I mean, it looks like an idea that's been done, but it, uh, happy death day. This is the stupidest, maybe the stupidest movie, but um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I can't even say that it was really a predictable ending, but yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if you are a fan of horror movies, happy death day is, is a fun one. It's not too scary. It's not too ridiculous. There's some funny moments and, and, you know, when you see them, you'll know what I'm talking about. But, um, in terms of the last week and all the ridiculousness of the, the work, it was fun to escape into a couple scary and funny movies, um, like uh cult of Chucky and happy death day. So that's, uh, just a, a small little wrap up on those guys. Um, I really, uh, I really hope I'm not doing you guys a disservice this week. I just really am such a a faint shadow of myself. I would rather, you know, have something out for you today than to, to not have anything. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I'm tired. I think that's the, the rule is that I put something out for you guys Wednesday, no matter what. So no matter what state I'm in, it's got to come out Wednesday (laughs) You know, I'd put out a steaming bag of shit. <laughs> uh rather than be late, right? Why you guys wouldn't want to wait one day for a podcast and have it be actually decent, would you? No, you gotta have it on Wednesday, no matter what. Quantity over quality. Not even sure that applies here. But uh yeah, I, I basically want to take uh hoping in this episode that right, I, I was like, you know what, this is gonna be a fun episode. We got some horror movies to talk about. Um, we're gonna talk about all sorts of fun stuff, you know, not gonna bitch about the job too much. I was so much more focused bitching about the job than I was talking about the movies. Um, I mean, they're both, they're both goofy horror movies, so I don't think I left anything out. I don't feel overly bad about that, but, um, I did want to say that it being, you know, the, the Halloween month. I kind of thought, uh, it would be fun to, for anyone out there again, I, I'm not really sure how many of you are actually horror fans. Um, I know, uh, I know Jimmy is, and it's been a long time since him, him and I have talked horror movies, but I kind of wanted to, uh, to, to see if any of you guys had any, uh, any horror movies that you think are just absolutely outstanding. A- as an example, I, I did definitely want to suggest for you guys, if any of you out there have never really delved into horror You know, I want to say that to me personally, there's a big difference between horror and gore, you know, like blood and guts and everything like that. So I do want to say that some of the horror movies I've really loved is for starters, exorcist, exorcist is still a horror movie. I cannot watch all, you know, alone at night. It's, it's so fucking scary. It's probably still the scariest horror movie of all time. Um, Now, if you are a horror movie fan, you don't know what the exorcist is. I got to tell you, you're not a horror movie fan because nobody, nobody can do that. Nobody can, can be like, Oh, I'm a horror movie fan. And I just never thought I'd dabble in what it's been called by every horror list, ever the scariest movie of all time. Um, so if you are somebody who is, is new to horror and you're like, you know what? I too am like you, I was sheltered and, uh, you know, I've always been curious, but I just figured it's too scary. Um, definitely don't start with the exorcist. That would be the equivalent to me letting the kids get on the scariest roller coaster out of the gates and then ex- somehow expecting them to get on any other ones after that. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, exorcist for all those horror lovers, I'm sure all of you agree. Exorcist is a terrifying movie. Um, there's some other good ones too. I don't really want to make a huge list here, but, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, paranormal activity is a, is a great, uh, horror movie. It's one of those sort of found footage ones where you're sort of watching events unfold. It feels like you're watching sort of a documentary, uh, you know, as to things that were happening, super scary stuff. Obviously it's not real, Um, super spooky. I would love to say that the first one of those movies, the Blair witch project, the very first one that was like found footage and what happened to these people, um, is great. I saw it again recently over the last year or so, and it really doesn't hold up, you know, um, their scenes are long and drawn out at times with not, not a whole lot going on. Now at the time you could watch it because it really did feel like you were just watching something that someone was found. So every little bit of what you could see and feel was was gripping. Um, but now with found footage movies and how quickly they move and how like everything and every scene is so important, you know, how many jolts for minutes, this one really doesn't hold up. Um, I mean, it's just, just not, you, you can't be like, well, back then it was okay to be boring for a long time. It felt like you were watching someone's real footage. So naturally it made sense. Now there's so many, just doesn't hold up. Um, the new Blair Witch movie thinking that it might have just the times now it is a uh, really kind of shitty and boring. Um, there's so many great horror movies. Uh, I, I don't want to say too many. Because, a, I haven't written them down, and the way that my brain's going tonight, it's really not the greatest. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, Exorcist, fantastic. The um, uh, Paranormal Activity was another good one. I I, I know that the Grudge and the Ring, the first ones were were pretty cool. They felt a little sort of innovative, you know. Um, I can tell you guys right now. I'll tell you one more story before I try to, you know, kick this podcast in the ass and move it forward. I like I said I'm a huge pussy. I have the most overactive fucking imagination. I cannot tell you guys. Oh, okay. Here, two more before I move forward uh, with the story is uh it follows is a great movie, good premise, sca- like low budget but fucking scary, man. The concept is very very scary of that one. And um Lights Out is another really good uh well, entertaining. Lights Out was was fun. Um yeah, a lot of really good horror movies there, you know, I mean, a very scary movie in space is event horizon, uh, with Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne, you know, that's kind of sci-fi scary, like going more about the route of like alien, but it's like supernatural in space. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I'd love to hear some lists from you guys, you know, feel free to send me in some, some horror movies that you guys think are great. Just, you know, it being October and sort of Halloween themed, I, I figure let's, uh, let's share these, you know, but, um, going back to the grudge. Like I, like I said, I have a, a super overactive imagination. Um, I'm always fucking <laughs> freaked out. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid of most physical things, but do I get afraid of supernatural things? Like if I'm walking through a dark neighborhood by myself at night and it's a full moon, I'm, I'm, my brain's going, Oh, fucking werewolves. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Um, but anyways, I, uh, fuck sakes. I, I remember, back way back when the grudge first came out, I went to go see it with Jimmy. Uh, I think we went to a Sunday show middle of the afternoon. And uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the opening scene of that movie is this, this chick who goes into a house where the, oh, clearly the, the house is haunted. There's these like pale white, you know, Japanese ghosts. Um, And uh, you, you don't see it when they walk in the house, just in case you're like, oh, it's a haunted house. You walk in, there's these pale white ghosts running around. Um, this girl goes into the house and she's looking around and I really haven't seen it in a long time. I, I don't remember why, but for whatever reason, this girl has to like poke her head up in the attic. And I remember she like pops open the attic hatch, puts her head through, like looks around. It's so dark. Of course it's an attic and she just slowly turns her head and then right away that white face is in her face. And it's like, it does that fucking grudge sound, which is, uh, and it just grabs her, pulls her up into the fucking attic. And that's the beginning, right? To give you an idea, oh, this place is super dangerous. They got this ghost that kills you. So I remember I saw the movie with Jimmy. It was super freaky. And of course it ends with the, you know, the, the, one of those ones where the main characters getting attacked or right raped by the thing at the tail. You know what? Why would I spoil that? You know, you know what? You've had your chance. If you haven't seen the grudge, the, the point is the ghost is still alive at the end of the fucking thing. They didn't destroy it. It's still there considering the fact that there's sequels, probably a safe bet, not that big of a spoiler. So anyways, this movie comes out super freaky. The next day I was still doing electrical. Uh, like I, like I was an electrician at the time. And one of the things I had to do as an electrician is crawl up in the fucking attics all the time. And if you don't really know how like a house is archi- you know, uh, architecture is, you, you might not get this. So try, I'll do my best to paint my picture with my words on this night where my brain is just all over the fucking place. But, um. There's most attics are not like in the movies where it's, you know, a pull down staircase, you walk up and there's lights and you can walk around and everything's floored for you. Most attics are, you know, a hatch, you pop your head up through it and you're crawling around on the, the joists. They're like two by fours, you know? And if you step in between them, you fall through the ceiling into the floor below because all that's on them is drywall. You know, it's not fully furnished ceilings. There's no lights up there because they're not designed for people to be crawling up around and store things in them, you know? It's not like uh, sinister, where you crawl up there and find all sorts of supernatural fucking film reels. You know, it's uh, it's dark, and you crawl around up there with a flashlight. So, I remember the day after uh, we were starting a new rewire, and my boss is like, "All right, perfect. pull on up in the attic. Um, I'll be back. You know, in an hour, I got to go get materials." And I'm there with my super overactive imagination and my anxiety, and I'm I lift this fucking hatch up super slowly and just thinking, oh God, the fucking, you know, and it's, the hatches are always in the middle, right? They're not at one end where I know I can pop my head up and there's only one direction. You know, something can come at me. (laughs) I pop my head up and I know that all, all different directions are all dark, pitch black. And I got to fucking throw my flashlight up. And of course, with my overactive imagination, I'm expecting a fucking face right there at some point to scare the shit out of me. So I I finally, I don't know how long it took to get my nerve up to, to actually, pop the top and get the light up there. And of course I hung the light as quickly as I could to cast as much light in that room as possible room in that attic as possible, right? Don't want something sneaking up on me. Got to cover all your bases when you're dealing with ghosts as a grown man. (laughs) But, uh, I'm up there and I'm, I'm looking around and I'm good. And the way the, uh, the way the attics work is that in order for me to run wires down the outside walls, I got to get into the peaks, right? So where the, where the roofs of buildings are angled, you know, I can't walk into them because they're angled, right? I got to get down on my hands and knees and crawl into them. And then when I get right to the edge, I got to like basically on my stomach crawling in right up to the corner. So now I've got, my head is touching roof and my face is inches from the the ceiling. You know, I'm, I'm basically jammed in there and i'm already freaking out i'm already like something's behind me and i can't get out of here and then i hear uh and i fucking freak. i backed out as fast as i could and started freaking out i almost stepped between the joists and went through the fucking ceiling and i was like what the fuck i'm looking around with my flashlight and uh and i find like and when you're in the corner you can't really hear from the sounds because like i said it's all it's all crammed and mushed and um I look up and this, this roof had one of those kind of like uh fry truck spinny vents. Um, so I guess the wind had picked up and it started turning this vent and the metal was a little dented or, or bent. So it was grinding on itself as it was turning. So it was like, or, well, that's a terrible sound of metal, meow, meow, like a fucking weed whacker, but it was the uh, uh it was fucking the the grinding and it sounded very close to that even when i was standing up and i could hear where it was coming from it was fine um like but but i'm telling you right now so as much as i love horror movies and and going to see them and scaring the shit out of myself um i have i have the the worst over <laughs> overactive imagination i freak myself out all the fucking time doesn't matter what movie i see i am i am convinced that something like that i still don't like going into basements or or attics alone ever uh they fucking creep me out it creep me out but uh yeah all that to say um this is a fun time of year for me i like scaring myself i love being a big kid and feeling like a pussy and uh you know i um I, I, I would love some recommendations of some good horror movies that you guys have seen and really enjoyed. I'll try to put together, you know, obviously there's another uh, podcast before the end of the month. Hopefully I will be a rested and be prepared to talk about some, some scary stuff. But, uh, I know a lot of you, uh, my close personal friends that listen are fans of, uh, you know, horror movies and stuff. I would love to know if there's any that you guys would, would, would recommend, please obviously send them in contact to one man podcast.com. Um, as it stands right now, the one that I would recommend right now, that's, that's scary. That's out there is the happy death day. Um, curse or cult of Chucky is, is definitely more of the, um, you know, it's, you gotta already be a, a pretty big fan of, of that, uh that series I'm worried that I'm not going to enjoy Friday the 13th because Friday the 13th, you kind of had to be like that B you know, even though it was like go to the theater and see it movies. Um, you have to be a fan of that sort of B horror movie style, cheesy, not really plot driven, but, but more about the kills and stuff. And, um, I can just say that I'm, I'm part of me is worried that I'm not going to enjoy these, but I am excited to, to see them regardless. Um, and just as an example, when I brought up before, force I'm more of a fan of, uh, of horror, not gore. I got to say I, uh, hostile was a, was a good example of a movie that became, you know, I, the first one was good, but there were some scenes that I couldn't watch. I had to close my eyes just because of the, the outright torturous nature of the scenes and how graphic the the stuff in them was like the second one, it was just so much more blood and, and, uh, f- you know, I, I don't want to make anyone sick by saying the things that happened to them, but if you saw those movies, you know, the story took, you know, the, the idea of it being a scary concept took a backseat to just scaring you with how violent they were towards people. Um, so just to, just to let you guys know, if I make a recommendation on a scary movie, it's cause it's scary, not because it's, it's fucking gross and, and whatnot. So, uh, just keep that in mind too. Uh, if you make any recommendations, I'm not really interested in watching people get hacked up and stuff. Um, it, you know, kind of upsets me. It doesn't scare me. It's just upsetting. Um, I remember too, when, uh, no, why not share another story, right? In for a penny, in for a pound. Um, I remember one year Mika, Jimmy, and I went to um Montreal. <laughs> I think it was my first time going with the guys, and we we went to this like Shisha bar. Um and we were smoking the pipes, whatever. Then we went out and had some drinks, we went to a club, whatever. And I think all of us just enjoyed going to the shisha, shisha bar. So we went back to it uh, afterwards. And they wanted to close down the front because you know it's not allowed to, you're not allowed to smoke after a certain hour or whatever. And they were like, oh, you guys can keep smoking with us, or whatever, just you want to come in the back. But they were like French and I think like Arabic or Russian. Um I, I I just don't remember. It's not that at the time I wasn't sure. Just I can't remember if, but they were not English or French. And uh we're in this like back room, like it's already a basement bar, and now we're in this back room of the place. And the thing was we were sitting there smoking our shisha and they were playing hostile on TV. And for anyone who doesn't know the hostel, hostel, the idea is that people go overseas on like, you know, backpacking around Europe and, um, you know, they stay in a hostel where if, you know, once they, when you know, these, these people convince them to do drugs, they stay at the hostel, they wake up in some fucking prison sort of torturous place where they basically get killed. Um, and, uh, <laughs> The idea was, it was funny because I remember we were sitting there smoking our shisha in the back room of this place where there was a bunch of foreigners around us. We couldn't understand it. We were kids. We were young. We were still in, I think the tail end of high school, whatever. So we're like 17 smoking shisha, drinking illegally, smoking shisha illegally too. Uh, And drinking illegally in the back place, you know, back room of this place where nobody knows where we are. (laughs) And I think it fucking, we were watching the first half of hostel is like tits and ass. These guys all over the place in Europe, fucking chicks, naked, whatever. And then it gets real. Once like one second, they're fucking these chicks. The next second the guys wake up tied to a chair and they start dr- drilling them and cutting his Achilles tendons and just gore fest. And I remember us being drunk and stuff. Mika just looks at me and goes, this just got too real too quick. Can we get the fuck out of this fucking place? The back room of some, I remember we got, we, we got outside because like, yeah, we're in the fucking back room of some place where nobody knows where we are around a bunch of adults who were all staring us down. I think he was probably high too. (laughs) I got paranoid, but I just remember that about hostile. And I was like, Oh fuck. I didn't even put that together. I was just right into the goddamn movie. But anyways, so yeah, we've had, uh, I've had some fun experiences with fucking horror movies. Not a big fan of the gore, but Um, what can you do? Anyways, blah, blah, blah. 42 minutes in. I thought I might try to have to stretch, you know, 15 before I got into the the sponsors and stuff, but, uh, no siree. I'll bookend this sort of, you know, uh, horror movies. And the fact that we just came off of a Friday the 13th by reading from, of course, my sponsors at portable press, everybody, uncle John's bathroom readers. Uh, this week I chose an article from the edition uncle John's bathroom reader wise up. Uh, Amazing facts and incredible information. Why did I pick wise up? Well, uh, I've got emails later on um, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump back to why did I pick from wise up? But I did pick the article random 13s. We just came off of a Friday the 13th. So I figured here's some other random 13s for you guys. So the number 13 is considered lucky in China because it's symbol resembles one that means must be alive. Um, so we got, what do we have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of these little quips all on one page. Uh, in 1941, Joe DiMaggio struck out only 13 times. In contrast, Philly's first baseman, Ryan Howard struck out 199 times in 2007, the most on record. Uh, number three, Napoleon Bonaparte, Herbert Hoover, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt all feared the number 13. Four, uh, in 1959, Harvey Haddix became the first pitcher to throw 12 perfect innings, and then he lost the game in the 13th. Five is Apollo 13 was launched at 1313 military time. The astronauts aborted the mission and turned back to Earth on Friday, April 13th. Black Sabbath released its self-titled first album on February 1970 on Friday the 13th. Cost to U.S. economy when superstitious people stay home on Friday the thirteenth: eight hundred million dollars. And finally, although DVDs are the same size as CDs, a DVD can store thirteen as much. Or, sorry, yeah, that's what it says. Thirteen times, thirteen times as much data. Sorry, I from this. So again, although DVDs are the same size as CDs, a DVD can store thirteen times as much data. So that's her this week, ladies and gentlemen, from my partners at Portable Press. <laughs> Random 13s from Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. Wise up. Um, amazing facts and incredible information. I have to keep looking at my notes here. So, and so, yeah, I, I do ask you guys uh, as well that if you have any fun, you know, scary movies or any kind of sort of scary fun stuff, it is Halloween. Send uh, send that in, contact at one man podcast.com. Um, in terms of my other sponsors, who do I have? As always, I have Absolute Comedy. Um, I think I've got some stuff. Uh, you know, in the next month or so that I will mention coming up with them. Uh, it is holiday season starting up soon. So you're going to see a lot of the, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot of holiday parties this last week, you know, even though it's not coming up for a while, my, uh, my calendar did fill up quite quickly with a lot of things going on that I will share with you guys in the upcoming weeks. But, uh, but as always grateful to absolute comedy for their partnership here in the podcast and for, uh, giving me the, uh, the old haha gigs, you know, the ones that don't involve sweeping and mopping and old people and batteries. Another cool thing that I have to tell you guys about my other partner at Summersby and uh, and Carlsberg, uh, I got another sh- uh, shipment from them. Right, more more brewski's brewski's. I got some brew. Right, Cronenberg sixteen sixty four, delicious. They brought me uh, some more uh, ingredients to make white summers. That's right, Summersby half Summersby half Cronenberg blanc, and I've uh, been thoroughly enjoying those over the last week. Let me tell you, it really takes the edge off at the end of a long day. Um, but uh, they're going to, you know, guys, we're getting into the, the the holiday season. I know it's still super fucking early, but uh, I'm trying to get some stuff geared up for, you know, some giveaways. You know, uh, this is this has been one of my most. Um, God, I, I mean, just to, to, to wear it on my sleeve, embarrassing podcasts that I've done only in the level that there's so much fun we could have had with all the stuff. And I just I apologize for being really, really underprepared. And, uh, and kind of scatterbrained. So if you're still listening after everything, I really, please know how grateful I am. Uh, we're getting, we're getting close to the home stretch, but anyways, one of the things that I want to make sure I get done, uh, going into the holiday season is I want to get you guys, you know, um, some prizes and gifts and things like that from my, my sponsors. I wanna, I'm working real hard to, uh, to, to get, you know, some stuff from, from Summersby and some absolute passes for all my people who are in the, uh, you know, the vicinity of, of one of the clubs, right? Toronto, Ottawa, Kingston, and um, and I want to see what I can get from my partners at Portable Press. Maybe we can get you guys some bathroom readers or something like that. I'll have some some giveaways, but uh, all that to say that I know Summersby is committed to finding something that we can we can give you guys during the holidays. But I'm excited to say that they have a new flavor coming out. Um, it's already announced on their website. So it's apparently not available in stores just yet, but if you're really, really fascinated, you can go to the Summersbee website and see what their new flavor is. And of course, once it's launched, I will uh, let you guys know more about it, but it might be, uh, it might be good for those of you who maybe, uh, you know, try Summersbee and think it's a little too sweet. You know, they might have something coming out for you guys, make it a little more enticing, but, uh, we got that coming up. And, uh, and I'm excited to, uh, to announce it when I have more in the meantime, if you really, really want to know, you can go to Summersby website, I believe it's Summersby.com. I really don't know. Um, again, didn't do research. That's kind of my style, right? I could get the information, have it, and sound like I know what the fuck I'm doing, but, uh, not my style.
0: <laughs> the sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple, the apple gives life to Summersbee. Summersbee is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter and so are you if you drink Summersbee. (laughs) With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently.
1: Yeah, so, uh. This week coming up, I'm really excited to say that I am going to be at the source all week. <laughs> um, I'm going to be at that uh, at the job, of course. But on Saturday, I get to do something that I love doing, which is my, uh, my uh, Lego uh, Dimensions hosting, right? Those video games at the movie theaters. I'm going to be doing that for kids. It's only for a little brief period Saturday morning, but you know what? I get to uh, run my mouth and, uh, and see some kids have fun, give away some prizes. It's cool. I like doing that. And I will probably make in those three hours, the same amount I will make at the rest of the day (laughs) at the source. So, um, I I just got to say that like right now I'm just weathering the storm. I will come back next week and I will not be bitching about the job. Fingers are crossed right now. Um, I'm hoping to have some fun, some fun stuff. I really, I haven't really been doing a whole lot. Else in my spare time, I've been playing kind of, you know, at the end of the day, if I have like one or two hours before I go to sleep, um, you know, I, I have done some things, like I said, I mean, I'm still exiting from open mic Mondays. I've been doing some, some work on that and trying to get things bookended for that. But, uh, I really am enjoying just, you know, before I wouldn't do anything, um, you know, for myself, um, I, I've been enjoying really, uh, you know, playing, playing the board games has been fun. Um, it's, you know, a little more social. Uh, I've, I've been playing the, the, like I said, the Friday, the 13th game, you know, just doing a little bit more sort of just kind of relaxing, mind numbing, you know, um, you know, time wasters, it's gotta be a balance, right guys. You gotta, you gotta work hard, but at the same time, you gotta be able to do a little something for yourself. Cause you can't just every day, get up and work all day, all day, all day, and then go to sleep. Right. It, eventually, you know, garbage in garbage out. And I think that's. I actually got to be totally honest. I think that's kind of what's going on with me right now is that I'm just sort of, you know, uh, only, only doing this stressful stuff. I got to tell you, I'm a giant fucking ham. You all know me, you know, and uh, if you're this far into my podcast listening and, and you know, you haven't learned that I'm just a big goofball, this, the standing around this computer stuff, you know, um, listen, hats off to all of you who have the mental fortitude, the, the, the. Strength of will and character to be able to to go in and do something that 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 is frustrating and mind numbing every day. This is I, I apologize sincerely if uh, if I'm making it sound like having to go to a job every day is, is hard. Um, but we all agree that we should do something we love or at least something that we're re- respected for. You know what I mean? Uh, hats off to all of you who have accomplished something you know, got a, a degree or, or a diploma of some kind, some credentials behind you. I think what's bothering me the most is that I'm like, this is like a first time kid's job. You know what I mean? I'm like a little retail job where you're supposed to take shit. I, I think that's probably what would bother anybody. So I'm supposed to take shit at this job. I'm supposed to have old people come in and, and yell at me because they don't understand the words that I'm using and they don't understand why their watch isn't working anymore. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I I think you should, to a certain extent, love what you do, right? We all, we all know and agree that. And, uh, you know, this is just not where I saw myself in my mid thirties, you know, (laughs) I can't wait to take a picture. I still haven't got a uniform shirt either. I just keep walking in in fucking sweaters and stuff. (laughs) I think I'm trying to get myself in trouble, you know, but, um, but I'm doing that. I, what my, my point is, is that I, I'm going to try to find a balance with this, this new job and, uh, and try to slice off some, some time for myself, even if it is just to, to mind numbingly play video games, you know, on Sunday last week, we played a a board game that my brother lent us called zombies. And that was fun. Very Halloween ish. Michaela uh, made a pumpkin. You know, we carved the jack-o'-lantern. It might be a little bit early for that, but, uh, you know, I don't know the rules. I, uh, we, we had fun with that. She made a big pumpkin that was eating a little pumpkin. That was her jack-o'-lantern. Uh, very, very cool. And then we played zombies. It's a board game where you're basically just survivors running around a city and you gotta, you gotta kill a bunch of zombies and try to get the fuck out of Dodge. Great fun. We had a blast. We had three blackouts during the game. Definitely added to the mood. Um, the, 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 that rainstorm mini hurricane that we had in Ottawa was, uh, was pretty outstanding. So we, we lost power during our game of zombies. So, uh, but I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I'm enjoying the, the, the fun little other things because uh, lots of lots of stress. Anyways, you guys all have that fucking stress too. I would love to hear some stories about jobs you guys had. I'm sure I'm not the only person who fucking starts a job, a goddamn minimum wage job, and then goes, eh, this fucking sucks. You know? I feel like if I was working at Tim Hortons, I would I would have grasped it after three weeks. Do you know what I mean? There's like what? 12 different bagels, you know? Maybe 10 different muffins, 10 different types of donuts, eight different kinds of Timbits. I can remember 46 different items. I'd differentiate them. right? I've had, I've had experience with the bagels and the donuts. Let me tell you, I, I know what's behind that fucking glass. You know? Smile cookie. Hey, sir, would you like to buy a smile cookie today in support of, of children in camp? Absolutely, I would. Absolutely. Do you guys ever get the smile cookies with the fucking, where the... You know, this is clearly only for Canadian listeners, but you guys ever get the smile cookies where that person who was putting the smiles on them clearly didn't give a fuck? You know what I mean? I think some of you might be like, yep, that pisses me off. (laughs) You You know, I don't care if it's sloppy, if there's lots of icing. You know what I mean? If it's a big fucking ugly dollops in the wrong direction. But when it's a tiny, thin little amount, like they did it in haste, didn't give a fuck. It doesn't even look like a smile. That pisses me off. Anyways. All that uh, aside, it's time for your guys' emails, right? Let's get this fucking podcast over with, <laughs> <laughs> right? We're getting close to the hour mark. Um, my first email is from Malcolm. Malcolm is one of the, uh, the people that I had the pleasure of working with at the source at College Square. Malcolm uh, was supposed to send this in for the last week's episode, uh, but it's okay. Better late than never, my good sir. Um, this was uh, the conversation we had regarding, you know, just us talking about movies, very movie themed episode. Um, and he had sent in his top five movies. So these are ones that he loved in order and, and Malcolm did include what he, uh, what he liked about them. So uh, in first place, that's what he put top five movies in order. Number one is interstellar because the ending slash plot of the movie was mind blowing interstellar. All I know about it is that it's uh, clearly a space movie with the top title but i think it was directed by christopher nolan who did the uh, batman trilogy right batman begins dark knight uh he also did a great movie called the prestige and uh and several other ones uh christopher no, christopher nolan also did uh, inception but i I thought that movie turned into more of a a Matrix action movie than the actual concept behind it. But, anyways, all that, I digress. Your movie in top spot is Interstellar. Number two, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Leo is a fucking mad animal in this movie, and the acting is just insane. Um, I also really enjoyed The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, A lot of fun. Anything Scorsese does is usually outstanding. Uh, Number three, Law Abiding Citizen. Uh, Butler, I guess you mean Gerard Butler, the main character is a badass motherfucker. And if he wants you dead, then you're dead. Um, I can think of a lot of movies that have characters like that, <laughs> but if that takes top spot for you, then, uh, definitely. So interstellar Wolf of wall street, law abiding citizen, number four, saving private Ryan self-explanatory. You wrote, um, saving private Ryan is an outstanding movie, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, right? And it's got Tom Hanks and and Tom Sizemore, uh, fucking Giovanni Ribisi, Matt Damon, uh, Vin Diesel. I think it's probably the best movie that's ever contained Vin Diesel in it. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. It's about world war II and how, uh, a woman loses several of her boys on one day. I think some, one clerk who realizes how many letters, you know, of uh, condolences are going to one woman's address. Uh, the military decides that we are going to get, uh, that last Ryan child, home to his mama and that is the plot of the movie soldiers going to find this guy and bring him home and uh and it is a great movie lots of great wars it's very it's it is gory um but it's it's more of an accurate depiction of war um and yeah great movie so for anybody who like I, everyone's got those movies on their list that they've been meaning to see forever you know it's a classic everyone raves about it and you just haven't seen it um i know i have those on my list none come to mind right now but Um, if, if Saving Private Ryan is a movie you haven't seen, you definitely need to see it. Uh, a great, great, great movie. Um, number five, uh, is Black Mass on your list. Uh, Boston Southie boys do not fuck around a bunch of good actors doing crazy stuff. And it's all a true story about Whitey Bulger, the Kingpin. Uh, so those are your five. Stay funny and keep your third eye open. The Illuminati is already among us. Cheers. Thank you, Malcolm, for your email. I appreciate it, brother. Um, yeah, it's a good thing you don't write synopsises for movies, because <laughs> you're explaining what you like about them. And you go self-explanatory. Well, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. And then Black Mouse, South Boston Southie boys do do not fuck or do not fucking around. You actually wrote. A bunch of good actors doing crazy stuff. That would be a great synopsis for any movie. You know what? That's what you should have said about all of your fucking write-ups. Interstellar a bunch of good actors doing crazy stuff. Wolf of Washington, a bunch of good actors doing crazy stuff. Um, thank you for your email, my friend. And I hope you're loving life at your new store. If you've been listening to my podcast, you know how I feel about mine. Um, next email, Vanessa, AKA my pal red red says, Hey Josh, first off radio shack is, was in parentheses, an American company. Well, that's great to know. How do I know this? Cause I used to live in Dallas slash Fort worth and their headquarters is, was there too many is, was slash slashes in this uh, thing. Ready? Um, my friend has a home phone for the times when her and her husband are out and there's a babysitter watching the kids. Uh, it means they don't have to depend on the babysitter to have a phone for emergencies. Also though, the phone Jack is being used more again for VDSL, which is a more dedicated internet service path with cable. You share the bandwidth with your neighbors, which is why you get varying speeds with VDSL. You get guaranteed bandwidth through your phone jack, but you definitely need a router to manage the throttle of data within your household between devices. Well, that was very technical and I don't really uh, fully get it. So let me just start by saying red is addressing last week's comment that I made about how, why does anyone have phone home phones? Well, agreed that you still need the jacks for DSL. I know how that works um, basically just for internet jacks. Cable does, does throttle uh, Rogers throttles in Canada. Um, and what that means is blocks of service because they do not have designated lines. Uh, if you have Rogers service, you share the internet abilities in the neighborhood with your neighbors and the more people are using, the less is left for you. Um, and of course with uh, bell, they have designated lines. So the line goes directly from the you know service box directly to your home. You're not sharing your internet with anybody else. However, going back to your first point about how your friend has a home phone for when they have a babysitter and they don't want to rely on the babysitter to have a phone for emergencies. If your babysitter does not have a cell phone in case of emergency, I wouldn't leave my kid with them. I do not think that that proves a good point. Like I want a babysitter who knows how to take care of my kids but isn't prepared for something in the event that that something happens. Um I mean, we will probably just agree to disagree on that one. It's not like that thought hadn't crossed my mind is, you know, you want to have a, a phone there in case the person that's there doesn't have a phone, but but truthfully, I can't think of anybody, you know, that that doesn't have a phone these days, you know, if they're like, well, we just want to make sure it's like, all right, well, why don't you just ask your babysitter? Hey, do you have a cell phone? No, all right. Then you can't babysit for me. You know, how, how tough is it to find a babysitter? We're like, well, you know, we just, uh, we just got to get who we can, you know, I don't know if they have, do you have a cell phone? No. Oh, I wonder why did you make some bad decisions? Yeah. Made some bad decisions. Can't get a cell phone. You know, I went to, uh, you know, the people who are legally not allowed to have cell phones, drug dealers. I dealt with a lot of them way back in my telus and bell days. They're like, yeah, I'm not legally allowed to have a cell phone. I go, well, first off, probably shouldn't tell me that. Just say, you know what? I have bad credit, you know, but you're honest to a fault. And you go, maybe that's your friends. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to have to worry about the babysitter having a cell phone. Do you have a cell phone? Nah, I was a drug dealer and, uh, and I'm not legally allowed to have one. You know what? I appreciate your honesty. And I think we're going to, we're going to take a a, a chance on you. (laughs) Come watch our kids. Drug dealer, you said, yeah. I still deal. I'm just not allowed to. Okay. Well, can you not deal out of the home? Mm, I don't know. What was that phone, son, uh, home phone number you got there? You know, if anyone calls asking for uh, for Scar, I don't know what's what's a good drug dealer name. Anyways, well, you know, good for your friends. <laughs> and secondly, yeah, I mean the 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 home phone plate isn't going anywhere for a while. The Internet still uses it. Thanks for that. And here you go. You said, I think I have a note uh, about a topic you talked about. Maybe episode 21. I think that you talked about brain puzzles and how you want to exercise your brain. Sorry to break it to you, but it's been proven that word search and Sudoku and stuff uh, does not prevent Alzheimer's learning new things like a language or how to make something or do something new is your best bet. I forget the reasons why, but I learned this from an episode of Freakonomics podcast. Uh, I'm going to fucking highlight that and I'll tell you why in a sec. Um, I'm going to tell you how highlighters work. No, um, Freakonomics podcast. Can I find the dang episode now? Nope. But just trust me on this one. Well, I do trust you on that one. And just a heads up. I don't do Sudoku and, and crosswords. I do more like, um, I mean, I, again, I'm sure you're still right. I'm not actually also either trying to prevent Alzheimer's. I'm just trying to prevent clearly what's going on in this episode, which is just my brain goes off in different directions. I forget what I'm talking about. I forget what I'm doing. Um, the idea is it's, it's a lot on my mind right? Um, lack of time, lack of preparedness for a lot of different things. Um, you know, I, I, you're, you're about to address something else that I'll, I'll talk about as well, but um, I, I'm doing puzzles that are supposed to exercise long term memory and stuff. You know, they're, um, they're time based They're They, they, they shoot a, a certain anyways, and it says it all in the book. And of course I don't have the book with me. So, um, but I do those um, and like you said, you know, try to, try to learn something new and why not? I, that's what I like to do. I really do enjoy learning something new because it does make me feel like I'm still capable of it. So what I'm trying to do is, is realistically at the same time too, you know, they're just a nice little anti anxiety thing to do the, the little, uh, puzzles and stuff like that. Little brain games. Um, it just sort of gets me not so thinking in a million different directions and more just thinking on one, um. But yeah, I, I totally believe that. Cause yeah, I, I, there's no part of me that thinks that if you're doing Sudoku, <laughs> um, I fucking hate doing Sudoku. I, I get frustrated them in crossword puzzles because I'll do that thing where like, okay, I don't get one. And I just try to like, look in the back and okay, I'll just give this one number, you know, or just, oh, I'll just take this one word in a crossword puzzle and, uh, and Fraser Young, uh, great comic, um. A friend of mine says uh, has a joke about how like, you know, just to get myself started, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the back of the book and put this one word down, you know. And he's like, you know, and I try the next one, no idea what the clue is. And I'm like, all right, well, just the beginning. I'm gonna put this one down. He goes, he's like, I did like the first seven or eight of them, and I go, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just copying down words at this point. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's it's not even a game. I'm just writing down what says in the back of the book. In this thing, I could just I could do that with a dictionary. Just open it up and write down the word. Um, so yeah, I, I don't do a whole lot of those. I do more of the, um, you know, how many of these can you name in under a minute? Um, do you recognize, like there's sh- shapes, there's, um, you know, visual games, whatever. Point being, I do appreciate that. So I, for what it's worth, I'm not uh, not delusional in the sense that, that doing some of these is gonna prevent Alzheimer's. Um, I, I don't even know of learning new things. Like, you know, if you're going to get Alzheimer's, you're going to get Alzheimer's, but uh, I would be interested to find this episode. I might dick around. That's why I highlighted it to see if I can find the episode for you, uh, sort of for, for myself. Uh, but thank you for the heads up on that. I, I am curious to learn more, but I think the real, the real thing is, is managing, um, stress and managing, um, time. I, right now, my, my issue is the balance. I got a lot, a lot of stuff and I need to, uh, prepare more for, like I said, I would have loved to have prepared for this podcast more. Uh, this evening so thanks guys for those of you still listening uh, you wrote right a fall recipe for you pumpkin spice angel food cake yum with the link here um, if anyone wants that link let me know I don't know when the next time I'm going to bake is um, but I will definitely try we enjoyed uh, we enjoyed doing the baking last weekend um, and what question mark you haven't s- <laughs> and what you haven't seen Shawshank Redemption oh man you haven't lived you know what I was trying to think of something on my list that I haven't seen and I guess I got to say that's one of them um, lion is a true story actually here are some of my faves they didn't get the best Rotten Tomato scores, but maybe it'll give you something new to watch. What Dreams May Come, a Robin Williams classic. I saw What Dreams May Come. Um, a Very nice um, movie. It's basically Robin Williams' uh, I think family dies in a car crash or something like that. Um, I don't remember fully. I believe it's his son and his daughter die in a car crash. They're all in the, the car together. Um, the mother is overcome by death guilt and she kills herself. And then Robin Williams dies. I, I, um, it, this is not like really spoilers. The idea is that they're all in the afterlife and, and Robin Williams is searching. I think it turns out that Robin Williams is searching for his wife. She, um, because of killing herself ended up where people go when you kill yourself, which is a uh, downward, um, at least according to uh, the lore, <laughs> I mean, the Bible, um, Basically, yeah, but it's a, but it's a great movie. It's a lot of you know explaining, you know, uh, sorry, exploring uh, concepts of the afterlife and and loving things whatever. It was a it was a really good movie. I saw it. Pan's Labyrinth you also have on your list. Uh, I also enjoyed Pan's Labyrinth was um, a little gory, but it's from uh, Guillermo del Toro who also did Mama and some other things. Um, but it's yeah, it's a lot of subtitles. It's in uh, Spanish if I'm not mistaken. So watching uh, watching it, you're watching the whole movie with subtitles. I don't think it's dubbed but a uh, really good movie, very visual. It's kind of like an Alice in Wonderland um, sort of uh, idea, I guess. Hard to hard to really give it to Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz, kind of goofy, in and out of fake worlds, and, you know, Saving Private Ryan because it's also war-based. Um, but yeah, Pan's Lambert, good movie. The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. I don't know anything about it, and you've given me nothing, so I can't really talk about it. Now, here's one that may surprise you. You said Steel Magnolias. Uh, yes, I know you will make fun of me for this one, but it's got some great humor. I actually, uh, think Steel Magnolias is an outstanding movie. I didn't really, I mean, it does have some humor in it, but, uh, I found it to be more sad than anything else. It's a, it's a wonderful movie, Sally Field, Julia Roberts. Um, and I'm sure more, more than I I can't think of off the top of my head, but it's Steel Magnolias is a, a beautiful, uh, movie. And, um. Yeah. What are you saying? But my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, Steel Magnolias, if you haven't seen it guys, it is a classic. It just doesn't really get a whole lot of, uh, mention. And then you say, but my favorite movie of all time, beauty and the beast, original animated film. It was the first animated movie to use CGI in a full scene, the ballroom dancing scene. As soon as I was reading that sentence originally, uh, immediately I thought the ballroom scene. So I didn't realize that was CGI. I was like, oh, how do you animate that? So, uh, very cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I really did like the first beauty and the beast too. Uh good movie came out when I was a kid. Um, really didn't like the new one. The new one is like a shot for shot fucking remake. And I really didn't enjoy it. Not because it's not good or anything. It's just that I've already seen that movie. You know what I mean? So to see it again, the same way is really a letdown, you know, um, there was another live action Disney movie that they'd done recently. And I don't know why it's escaping me, but it was kind of a cool, oh, like, um, Maleficent. Now that's a new story sort of thing, but they, they go into it like, and Maleficent was a really cool movie. So I was like, Hey, Disney's taking a stab at telling some more story uh, stuff. Anyways, long story short, really, really, really unimpressed with uh, the new beauty and the beast movie, but the original, definitely a classic, very, very good movie. Uh, and then you say PS, I fucking laughed out loud, like big belly laugh when Siri chimed in like an idiot, Laughed my ass off PPS. I'm disappointed. You spent a good amount of time on the Apple event and didn't even bother to watch the Google event. I sent you Tisk tisk. love you, red, red. I promise you, I will watch that. Um, being stuck in this source store, I'm so not interested in fucking technology and, and cell phones and all that because it's, uh, uh, a sore spot for me right now. So, um, forgive me. I will, I will watch the event though. And uh, yes, Siri is a bitch who get, I actually wanted to record. I was talking to her earlier today on my phone, just trying to see if she would help me. And I asked her like 10 different questions and she was not helpful on any one of them. Um, so if I'd recorded that, you would have loved it, but I will, uh, I will look up the uh the free economics thing as well um because leading into my next email I'll explain to you I really am appreciating you guys sort of sending me stuff um I ask you to email in you send me something and I don't listen what a piece of shit I can be um but thank you for your email uh I think you have a great list of movies there um and it's interesting to see movies I never would have guessed like I I when you ask people like what are the greatest movies of all time you sort of expect some uh, some big names and um I gotta say, I really, really like your list. I haven't thought about what dreams may come in a long time and steel Magnolias, like I said, great, great flick. Um, so thanks for your email. Mika writes, normally I just look, overlook the minor things you mentioned that could use a more refined knowledge of before you mention them. Um, but this time I can't mainly because it's fresh in my memory, which, and I read that sentence as, you know, you're, you're wrong all the fucking time and you shouldn't talk before you know more. Um, and I've been meaning to correct you, but I, I can hold my tongue no longer. That's how I see that. So um, I it would seem that I'm fucking wrong all the time on shit, but you know what? That's my style guys. I, uh, I don't watch the things okay. you said me or, or research anything, but, um, you know, I, I, Hey, look, if I was, if I wasn't doing it right or sorry, uh, if I was doing it right, you wouldn't send these emails. So, uh, I, I need to be wrong occasionally. Um, or all the time <laughs> for a while now, I've been meaning to point out, uh, sorry, point you in the direction of a podcast I listen to called radio lab. They are a crew of well-spoken individuals who are good at research. Apparently, I am neither. Um further, they have recently tackled the Oliver Sipple story. It is a very interesting story of reporters bending English to get the story they want versus what is. Taking into consideration what you have just read on your podcast and your reaction to it plays perfectly into the misled story printed at the time of when it happens. I definitely recommend you take a listen to Radio Lab podcast from September 22nd called Oliver Sipple. And then you added a pet peeve, homophones. Uh, as if nobody could think of a new word, nobody knew it would, uh, nobody knew it would be such a problem for a guy like me. So homophones, I actually called Mika saying, what the hell is a homophone? I thought it was at first, I thought a homophone was a typo and he was saying homophobes. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like homophobes. (laughs) Um, it's just a pet peeve. Oh, you know, homophobes. Um, but homophones are like words that sound the same, like, uh, night and night. You know what I mean? But they're spelled differently. So you need to know which one they're referring to. Um, I think that's an example of homophone, but he's saying like new and new is another one. Um, and we got cut off and neither one of us called each other back. So apparently we weren't really that invested in the fucking story. But, um, I listened to this Mika, you sent me this email and I did listen to the radio lab, uh, edition of the Oliver Sipple, uh, story. So last week. In, uh, the uncle John's bathroom reader, I read you guys, the story about the guy, it was the 15 minutes of fame and there was a few different stories, but the first one was about a guy named Oliver Sipple and, uh, someone had his 15 minutes fame was someone had tried to shoot president Ford. He happened to be right behind the person, deflected the gun and saved the president's life. Uh, and what ensued was the media had uncovered the fact that he was a homosexual in San Francisco. Um, and, uh, and it basically like downward spiraled his whole life. Um, his family decided they didn't want to talk to him, but he and this is obviously in the late seventies, I believe. Um, but his family didn't want anything to do with him anymore. Um, when his mother died, his father wouldn't let him attend uh, his funeral. And, uh, he was estranged from, from everyone, in his family, and he ended up, uh, killing himself, you know, uh, less than like he was found dead less than a decade later, uh, in his apartment dead, um. I didn't even say that he had killed himself, but it, but it all, all signs led to that. So that's what it said. The little short bathroom reader one, which was from a, an edition that was very old too, um, you know, maybe early nineties. So not long after he died in like 1989, but, uh, in the article or sorry, not the article, but the podcast that Mika sent me, I, I don't know that it's quite different than anything that I had said really, but the, the truth of the matter was, um, He was a, a war veteran who was, you know, he had a family in Detroit and was, um, living in San Francisco, sort of coming out of the closet and, and, you know, learning what he was like, but this is the seventies, right? still not, you know, openly great to begin this, but when the world thought that all, all gays were like sex criminals and pedophiles and debaucherous and whatnot. And so one of this guy's friends had uncovered to the media not long, uh, like, like submitted not long after the events, like days that, uh, this guy was gay, you know, the, the guy who'd saved the president's life was gay. And the reason that this guy did it, he did not ask permission of uh, Oliver Sipple He didn't, um, you know, uh, run it by him or, or weigh the pros and cons. The, 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 the thought in his brain was everybody thinks gay people are these, you know, sex criminals or whatever, um. I'm going to show that a a gay person can save the president's life. Um, so without, you know, asking or referring that this guy, you know, put that information out there. And as, as things progressed, the media decided that it was in their best interest to, to run with this story and put out that this guy was, was gay and, you know, gays could do this or whatever. But what ensued of course was this guy, you know, being alienated from his family and begging the media to stop making the story about, him being gay and more about just what he did to save the president. He goes, You guys weren't interested in me because I'm gay. You were interested in me because I saved the president's, you know, I, I stopped someone from killing the president. You know? And uh you know, all said that again, it shouldn't matter what his sexuality was. And again, even if you try to think it's it goes back to that whole the road to hell is is um paved with good intentions. You know, I don't think uh, people meant to ruin this guy's life and estrange him from his family, but but that's exactly what ended up happening. He became more estranged from his family, um, and, and you can only imagine what that would do to you. Again, somebody who's who's being a gay person, your biggest crime is loving another person. Well, and then that just happened to be the same gender. You know, um, I, I think it's sad. I, I really you know, it's funny in the big cities, we feel like we've come a long way, but I can go to the outskirts. You know, I can drive an hour out of, uh, uh, the capital of Canada and I can hear some, some opinions and thoughts that, you know, make my skin crawl that people can still be that backwards. But anyways, um, it's, uh, the whole story was just, you know, the guy kept like, it became a study of like, you know, he kept saying, why is my private life, anybody's business? And, and the press was basically making arguments that like, like he tried to sue them for invasion of privacy and, and they went to court and the press, you know, people representing the press or whatever was like, you know, um, did, did, you know, did other people know you were gay? And he's like, yes. You know, like how many people, 10 people? He goes, yes. More than 50 people. Yes. More than a hundred people. Yes. And they were like, well, it's not that private if that many people know, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, like, yeah, but it's, you know, how many people in your family know when you get a new car it doesn't mean, you know, everybody like, this is not a counter argument that they made but uh the whole idea was just like they were basically trying to say like no you can't sue us for invasion of privacy because you know you you saved the president you became a public figure and guess what once you become a public public figure you your right to privacy no longer exists like they made the argument that because of the fact that that what happened with him and who he was had some sort of political significance you know that you sort of no longer have any privacy or whatever it happens to celebrities and stuff it's uh it's really not thing because again, what, what happened, like there was some good that came from it, you know what I mean? About the whole showing that the gay people were beyond this and that it caused, um, you know, it caused people to, to, to support gays in, in some regard, but it's funny because even not only did his family turn their back on him, but the gay community sort of turned their back on him because they figured when he was trying to say like, don't talk about my personal life, please. And all this stuff, they thought that he was sort of, um, trying to go back into the closet. So they were like, you know, they were basically like, why are you ashamed? Blah, blah, blah. And they turned their back on him. His family turned his back on him. So, um, you know, it, again, a bathroom readers, the whole idea is you're supposed to in and out, drop a deuce, take a pee. I, I don't know who's peeing while reading. <laughs> I get these good four and a half minute long peas after a bender. And while my head's splitting, I do still like to read, you know, my brain, might be shrinking in my head from dehydration, but I still like to expand my mind. Um, but anyways, so so of course the bathroom reader was not incorrect in the in the sense of the story. All the information there was correct, but uh, you know it really was a, an interesting story to uh, to listen to. Thank you, Mika, for for sending me. Like, what are the odds? Like I said, a bathroom reader that I've had on my shelf for a few years. Um, it's from the early '90s. Uh, the idea that I read that article, you know mere a few weeks right after that episode on that particular podcast that you listened to, uh, you know, the inner, uh, the world is, uh, is not as big as we think. Very interesting coincidence. So, um, thank you for sending that in to me. I do appreciate that. And I did enjoy listening to it and to all my, you know, my people submit stuff, read you and your, uh, you know, Google press conference and all that stuff. I, um, I appreciate you guys sending this in. Obviously if any of you guys want to send something in contact at one man podcast.com, um, God willing, you're still here right now at this point of the podcast, I, I really, uh, you know, every, I remember early on in the podcast, people were like stop apologizing. Look, I owe you an apology for this episode. Um, I will be back next week with bells on, hopefully making this interesting. Uh, my, my, I am so fucking faded. I'm a ghost of myself. I will have this up and, uh, I'm in that, that store first thing in the morning tomorrow. So, uh, you're, if you're listening to this Wednesday morning, I am somewhere in Plastorlean's with shoes, with no laces. So I can't hang myself and dull box cutters. So I cannot end the whole, <laughs> but, uh, guys, if you're not already following us, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I I try to post some content out there, some fun stuff, you know, just to show you what's going on. I look forward to this month, um, hearing about what, what you guys have planned for Halloween. I'd love to get some pictures, you know, uh, when Halloween finally comes, I'd love to get some, some pictures of, uh, of, you know, what you guys did and, and how you dressed up. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it is that we're doing for Halloween. Um, when I know more, of course I will share it with you. And, um, in the meantime, as usual, I do appreciate you listening. Uh, I love you guys thanks for listening to what may eventually be my suicide note (laughs) i'm just fucking with you uh happy halloween guys send me in your horror movie suggestions take a chance on some of them yourselves and uh i'll chat with you next week